This month's Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Stanton Valentino, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Matthew Amerson, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog and a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Abby Vollmer, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Yellow Jackets, this time season two, episode five, Two Truths and a Lie. That's actually what we call ourselves when we're here as a threesome. Two, two truths, truths and a lie. Which one of us is a lie? Write it and guess. It's definitely Madison, just because she's not here to defend herself. Oh, why is Madison not here? She's out gallivanting, shirking her responsibilities for the podcast, enjoying her life, uh, making friends. I don't know what she does, to be honest with you. She could be Batman, for all I know. (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen Madison and Batman in the same room at the same time. Coincidence? I think not. Or she's Javi, perhaps. Maybe. She won't tell us. When Javi grows up, it's Madison. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're very sad. Dude, that's my new theory. Javi grows up and it's Madison. It's just as valid as every other theory. Look, just like Javi, she's also missing. (laughs) She's in the tunnels underneath. (laughs) Yeah, Madison's not here. We're very, very sad to lose her intellect and wit. Yeah. Um, She's only gone for this episode, though, so don't worry. She's out. She's out. uh, Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, she's out doing work things. Um, so we're, we're jealous of whoever is with Madison right now. Absolutely. It should be us. So we'll, we'll do our best to soldier on and use our dumb brains. Uh, but she, she, she did send in her yes. thoughts on this episode. So if you were craving Madison's piping hot takes mm-hmm. on uh, two truths and a lie, don't worry. She sent them in and we're going to read them to you. Should we do a Madison imitation? Should we read them in her voice? Dead ass. <laughs> Hello? (laughs) Other Gen Z lingo? I am filled with youth (laughs) and hope for the world. Hello, I'm the coolest person alive who drives a motorcycle. What's up? That's true. (laughs) That's Madison, not Steve. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely Oh, you shaved the mustache from our tombstone coverage. (laughs) I did. Uh, So funny story about the mustache. So if you guys did not see the tombstone coverage well, I, even if you did you wouldn't have seen you it you wouldn't have seen it until the last third of the episode yeah <laughs> i shaved my beard into a handlebar mustache because it's a western i thought it'd be funny and then i so then i just shaved it to a regular size mustache i thought you know what i'm just i'm gonna wear it for a week see how it goes and you because know, i might like this because i've never actually just seriously considered having a mustache as part of my yeah. face and it was going fairly well. I got I've got some people who are like, it looks really good. I got some people who are like, get away, get out of my lawn, get off my lawn. Yeah. And uh, but today was a big day because today was the first day that I w- am meeting my girlfriend's uh, uh, children. Uh-huh. And yesterday I had a mild panic attack. So I was like, I cannot meet your children for the first time with a mustache. <laughs> that cannot be their first memory of me. So I shaved it off in a panic this morning. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Went well though. Did you have a lot of people asking for mustache rides when uh, you were out about town? Only like five or six. Yeah. Did you turn them down? Uh, only most of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it's really ironic uh, in an Alanis Morissette kind of way that you you, <laughs> you decided to shave your beard into a handlebar mustache for the Tombstone episode, and then recorded using the wrong camera for most of the episode so that nobody could even see it. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I am a professional. That is streaming things. <laughs> In a nutshell. Um, so next week, if you're listening to this, it's Monday, the day that it came out. Uh, this Friday or this Sunday, depending on how you watch Yellow Jackets, there will be no episode six. Uh, it'll be a week later. So they're taking a bye week. Nobody knows why, really, but the assumption is that they had some unexpected errors, like they got to finish editing that episode or something, you know, push mm -hmm. some things back. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, it sucks to wait, but at the same yeah. time, what a good episode to leave you hanging on. Yeah. Let the discourse simmer, if and you I, will. I think that's what the official statement from Showtime and the people who who make Yellow Jackets, that's their official statement. It's like, oh, that, the, you know, episode five, really want people to kind of simmer with that. Let that percolate in people's brains. Mm. Let the conversation dominate. Uh, let that percolate. Yeah, as Van would say. Yeah, yeah. Van, Van knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um but I, I don't know something about it because it was so unplanned. Something about it to me strikes of like, hey, we just need more time to finish some of the episodes on the back end. Yeah, uh, which is totally fine. If you need to do that, please do. I'd prefer they do that than because if you if you release a, an unfinished movie or show, it'll always be unfinished in the people in the minds of people. Yeah, if there's right? like a Starbucks cup sitting there or something, maybe. Yeah, that's what people will always remember. But if you take the time to you know, hammer out the kinks and really get it to where you want it to be. Everyone will remember it that way. So yeah, do that. Do what you, you got to do. Yellow jacket. No shame. No shame. Let's do our overall thoughts. Let's talk about how we each felt about episode five of season two. We do typically start with Madison. Do you want to start with Madison? Let's do it, Steve. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Do your best Madison impersonation. Dead ass. <laughs> uh. <laughs> She hardly ever I'm, says that. I, know, I want to be clear. I'm really leaning into the one thing I know Gen Zers say. Mm -hmm. uh, bet, no cap. Bet. No cap. <laughs> you got that riz, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go to Madison. Madison says, overall, 10 out of 10. This episode and episode four have been my favorite thus far. I am here for the drama and the supernatural suspense being built upon. Oh, supernatural suspense. Sounds like Madison, too, oh. is drinking that Kool-Aid. Very cool. Very cool. 10 out of 10, that's says high, Madison. That's that's high praise. That's it is. Praise. It's literally the highest mm -hmm. uh, out of 10. Mm -hmm. Steve. Hello. What did you think? Uh, I agree with Madison. This, this was... I think this might be my favorite episode of the she season. She really wasn't now. capping. She was not capping. Bet. Uh, but like this episode, I feel like had this is the, this episode is the closest it's been so far that I've wanted this show to be. Um, Cause when, so listeners, before we start, decided to cover yellow jackets on the show, Chris pitched it to me. He was like, Oh, it's, you know, he kind of gave me the basic plot, like girls lost in the woods, you know, soccer team, they're trying to survive. There's some supernatural elements maybe, uh, but it's set in the nineties. So a lot, there's a lot of like 90s stuff. It's very similar to stranger things. Chris kind of pitched it to me that way. So I kind of was like, Oh, I like that. And the show, I don't think is anywhere really near stranger things other than that. Like it takes place in a different time. Half All the time. I meant was there was a decade we could rip off. Yeah. Of. Right. Yeah. But in my mind, I was letting it, I was letting the juice go loose. If I can use a nineties term, uh, <laughs> I hate it, but go on. <laughs> um, but this was the first episode where I was kind of like, Ooh, I'm feeling that stranger things tingle, baby. I, uh, not only do you have the, 
the stakes and the the the, the supernatural questionability from the previous episodes. And the, somebody the losing intrigue, their mind. The murder, someone losing their mind. Doing drawings. A lost boy <laughs> hath been found. Javi is Will, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Will! My um, girls! My girls! Uh, but also, there. this is the first episode in, in a while where I kind of felt like, oh, I could literally like pause it and like, ooh, what's in the background? There's a reference. There's a reference. There's a reference to a different time era. They're dropping more time era references. I don't know why that made me feel happy, but it did. But then also a lot of the, for the most part in this episode, a lot of the storylines seem to actually be going somewhere Uh or at least ended up somewhere by the end of it, which is not something you can say for all the episodes. Like seven of the storylines are just kind of like meandering a little bit to let the other storylines breathe. But in this episode, I feel like all of them got to really shine and they did a really great job of, of juggling all the different stories that are happening and all the different character arcs that are happening. And this is this to me was the best episode of the season so far. Easy, mm. easy. Mm. I think I agree. I know that I loved it. I don't know that if it's my favorite, but I, I pr- it probably is. I don't know. But tell, tell me why. Tell me why. I just love, I think I've liked some of the previous ones more than you guys up to now, or at least you for sure. Um, not that you disliked any of them, but like I, you what? know, I think three, maybe? Say I forget what it was. No, actually we both loved that one. That's what the joke was, is that I didn't hear you say that it was your oh, favorite yeah. of the <laughs> season. And I was like, I got a hot take. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm with you guys for, for you know, nine, 90% of it. Like I, I, the other 10%, I'm just not sure yet. I haven't thought about it in those terms, but what a great episode and, uh, what a good one to have a bye week on. Like I said before, like just because they were hooked now, right. That this was by delivering some of the goods, you know, we've got a, yeah, what an ender 12 to 14 episode, uh, mystery solved in this one. And I'm excited to talk to you about whether or not you're satisfied, but it sounds like you are. Um, I think you could argue the answer to what Natalie was right about was kind of vague and a little bit of a dud. You could argue that. I'm not saying I'm arguing that. I think right. one could argue that, oh, that's kind of what we assume the whole time. I th- <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is also a fair assumption. I do think it is kind of a dud, but the excitement comes from like, oh, good. We can finally move on from this. Yes. So a, there is a satisfying element to it. We can move on to the element of like, oh, it's a thing. Now we can deal with it. Yes. Yeah. There's also um, a spoiler alert. It's probably one of my favorite. It's one of my choice cuts. Um, but this this episode did a thing that I love that Ted Lasso does a lot. And what a weird cut. I hope you're intrigued by yeah, that. All, all the girls looked at the believe sign and tapped it. They did. It was so weird. <laughs> and they did. He did like a weird Canadian type pun. You know, Javi came in and was like, <laughs> you guys are too tense. Um, you guys are a wigwam and a teepee. Yeah. You're too tense. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, Don't it was, fret, Boba Fett. It was when Callie came home and. Uh, well, oh, I know what you're going to say. The whole Callie plot line, it was. Like Ted Lasso does this thing where it sets up a trope and you think you know what's coming. Like it's a character is backstabbing another character and you're like, okay, two episodes in, they're going to find out they're being backstabbed and it's going to start a six episode argument between the two good friends that I'm going to have to like endure because I really love their friendship and I'm going to have to wait until they make up inevitably. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm annoyed in advance. And what Ted Lasso would do frequently is when the person would find out they're being backstabbed, they would go, I understand exactly why you did that. I forgive you. And it would fucking throw me way off on a loop. And I'd be like, yes, I don't have to deal with any of this bullshit. I thought, yes. Yeah. And it happened with Callie when she very early found out Jay was a cop. 
and then uh, went home to tell her parents without creating a bunch of conflict. She told them immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fucking what a relief. Cause I did not want to deal with that plot line. I thought was coming Same. at all. Same. Yeah. I was so <laughs> happy. Um, so anyway, really props to the writers. I'm, I'm all the way in. Also, I did something a little embarrassing, but very human. Okay. I'm watching, uh, and I'm telling, I'm telling the world. You're only human after all. I'm watching TikTok, right? As I do. Sure, you're a star on there. And I see a, fr- <laughs> I see a friend of mine, uh, a colleague, if you will, opens a Yellow Jackets PR box, and inside is an actual Yellow Jackets Letterman jacket, right? Uh, the kind that. Jackie, Jackie's jacket? Yeah, Jackie was Is it Jackie's jacket? <laughs> Do we find it? And I was like, oh man, I really want, you know how badly I've wanted one of those, right? Sure, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like a part of me is like immediately, not, not even a little bit happy for this person. <laughs> immediate, <laughs> immediate jealousy. Just immediate like, fuck, I want that. It's <laughs> bullshit. Uh, so I did something I'm not proud of. Oh no, what'd you do? I emailed Yellow Jacket's PR team. Did you really? And was like, hey, I would like one of those jackets. <laughs> I'm, did, I'm, I'm it, blushing right now. Did it work? Yeah. It worked? I don't have it, but they said, what's your size? No so, shit. <laughs> which, by the way, is not how that typically works. You don't like whore yourself out like, hey, can I please have one of those coffee cups? You know, you just wait. Oh, um, did you tell them like you have at least... 15 show showtime subscription. Thanks to me. No, I didn't like swing a dick around or no, anything. You should have swung that I, dick, but I, I mean, we're in conversation pretty regularly. So I just kind of added to the thread guys. Uh, maybe you forgot to send me a jacket. Cause I see people are getting jackets, you know, <laughs> in lieu of screeners. <laughs> so I've never done that before, but I wanted one so badly. And I was like, dang, what's it say on the back? Just yellow. jacket. Yeah. yeah it's like literally identical to, it, but it just doesn't have their names. On right. The back. Okay. Be funny if it said uh, Jackie, though. <laughs> By the way, on the subject of jackets, we talked ad nauseum last episode. I think it was last episode. Yeah, it was about this, and we weren't like satisfyingly final about what was transpiring because a lot of people wrote in about how do they have the jacket in the present time if they burnt her in it? They don't. Um, we talked a lot about the the costume. That's not a jacket. That's actual like uh, co- um, uniform. That Callie was wearing. That was my bad. Mm-hmm. So we wondered where else would they would have been referencing Jackie's jacket. A couple of people wrote in and said it's uh, her parents give it to Shauna at the birthday party. And Steve went and rewatched it. That's how much research he wanted to do just to be sure, just to put this to bed. Yeah. At the very least, if they are referencing the brunch scene, which is what I went back and watched. Well, that's the birthday. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if, like, maybe there was a line not in that scene where it's like, mm. oh, I have this thing they gave it to me at the brunch, but it was, like, off-camera giving. Right. I just watched the 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 two scenes of them at brunch and then the scene when she's in Jackie's room. And, no, they give her a rabbit figurine. They don't give her a jacket. Okay. So, so it's still nebulous. Again, I'm not saying any of you are liars. I'm just saying <laughs> I need a specific time frame so I can look it up. <laughs> yeah, we still don't because I don't have time to rewatch all well, of season one to find this jacket. <laughs> I feel like it's not a thing. Just if you Google it, there would be thousands and millions of redditors. Yeah, and they catch everything. Redditors are they catch everything. Yeah, and there isn't a single mention of anybody angry, neck beardedly on Reddit going, oh, "How's the jacket burnt?" And if that's it's on this timestamp, famously where neck bearded anger resides from, <laughs> stems from uh-huh. is Reddit. If you destroyed Reddit, all neck bearded anger would vanish from the earth. Uh, they would just go to it's 4chan. like a horror cry. 
<laughs> it's like a four horcrux. Dickini, stay close to me. There's seven subreddits <laughs> with <laughs> housing my spirit. Nagini. <laughs> they took out the Donald. <laughs> <laughs> All we have left is you and Dogecoin, Nagini. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Let's dive right in. Voldemort would be in a doge. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. Nikini, huddle. (laughs) You're having a blast right now. (laughs) Voldemort owns half of GameStop. (laughs) (laughs) To the moon. Thank you for that derailment. Uh, <laughs> the episode starts in 2021. It's from Van's perspective of where we ended episode four. She's eating a donut. She lives upstairs on that uh, 90s throwback shop that she's got going While on. While you've been streaming? Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a there's a gay pride rug. She's throwing away, I think, past due bill notices. Is that what that was? Did you catch, Steve? Yeah. That's what it looked like. She's not doing great with money. Um, and she's explaining what VHS is to a couple of Gen Z customers. She's serving one. One. I love those. These boxy thingies are movies. What? What? Uh, and then Thaisa enters and she collapses as soon as she sees Van and Van sees her. Cut back to 1996. I was a little thrown off at first by the icicles melting. I was like, is it spring already? I guess the spring is near ish, nearer. Hasn't quite sprung. No, definitely not. Because there's a like, blizzard. But it's, but it's, a, it's like what, what it, when you like hunch over when you're about to spring. Yes. Yeah. It's we squatting. wiggle your butt like yeah. cats do. Winter is squatting so that spring uh, may spring. You might say it's bearing down. Bear down. Winter. Bear down. Mm. And the girls are waking up. Taisa greets Shauna, who's pregnant as fuck. So we have had a significant time jump. Um, and Taisa doesn't have uh, her her sleep ropes have been severed. She doing, can sleep alone. She's been doing the Lottie stuff, morning meditations. Just Lottie, to, Lottie, 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 Lottie. Uh, <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to make Van happy, she says, but she's actually. Uh, more involved in it than I think she likes to admit, right? Like this is working. She stopped sleepwalking uh, and Shauna is exasperated. And me personally, this is me maybe being a dumbass. I had never put Shauna squarely in the rationalist camp. No, she's always been like the, the she straddled both worlds. She's what they call a centrist. Yeah. But yeah, she's exasperated. She's pretty mad that Taisa has gone over to the, the Lottie cult, uh, but she's never been vocally against that I could see before. But um, went to the lot side. Lottie's out there leading meditation. It's sort of a mindfulness meditation. It seems pretty harmless. Just be aware of the sound of the wind. What sounds do you hear? What do you feel? Chris, I got a question for you. Sure. First, I need you to take a breath. All right. <laughs> you did that. Now, tell me, what do you feel? I feel Pippin licking my shins. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. <laughs> Keep meditating. Your shin tastes very salty. <laughs> oh, look the way it tastes. The little hairs on your leg rub my tongue. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> but would you would you do this like if you were stranded in the woods and one of your friends is like, hey, guys, let's go meditate. I mean. In the cold. We can't do this in the cabin. I do. Enjoy- we got to feel nature. It does look cold, but I do enjoy group meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was their age, no. Right now, where I'm at in life, having mm-hmm. 
participated in group meditation many times and found it very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But Coach isn't out there, though, is he? Uh, no, Coach isn't really in this episode. <laughs> Briefly. Yeah. He has like one line. But, but I did I did like how when they're describing um because uh, they 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 they're talking about the cold and Mari says, you know, it makes her feel awake. Van says it makes her feel alive. They hear the wind. And I like that Crystal and Misty at the same time are like, it sounds like singing. Because they're besties now. Oh, they're so close. What could happen? Nothing. Wow, what could break the bond of friendship? Nothing that I could foresee. And then Akila joins and uh Lottie says the connection to nature. Is what's going to protect us. New life is coming and we can't wait to meet him. Sean is watching with some foreboding while this is going on. They're talking about Sean's baby. The baby. The baby. Who's a boy. But maybe new life could also be something else that we don't know yet. And not even Lottie knows. Mm. Maybe she's misreading her visions. Mm. In 2021, we're at the bowling alley. And it's uh, there's a, a band playing. Oh, crazy song. Fuck me. Uh, and it's Jay, it's it's Jay, the police officer with Callie, the child. Uh, he calls yeah. himself Jesus. Uh, and nobody fucks with the Jesus. And she says, uh, if I get a strike, you owe me a kiss. And she's been giving him her best Paul Newman impersonation. She is hustling him. Yep. Damn it. Yep. He agrees because she's been trashed this whole time. And suddenly she gets an easy strike. She hustled him. <laughs> maybe Sexually the, hustled him, she says. Oh, yeah. That was a term. Uh, <laughs> maybe the the funniest strike ever committed to film. It's that very slow, like, underdog. Hey, man, whatever your style is, just, if it the, works. The ball slowly gets there and it just gently pushes mm -hmm. all the other pins out of the way. That's how you sexually hustle slowly. And, th and then the little screen at the, where everyone sits goes strike. I don't, maybe they couldn't afford it, but I don't know why they, as soon as that first pen went down, it should have just been her. I've been really trying, baby. <laughs> Try to hold back the feeling <laughs> for so long. But then when it cuts to his POV, can't hear the song that one of those scenes, that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love how she makes the strike and as if he could not believe his eyes, he did look up at that monitor, which, yes, did indeed confirm it was a strike. Yeah, maybe I'm my vision is not great. I don't think any pens are standing. <laughs> Let me see what the robot says. Ah, shit. Damn it, robot. There you, is a you done did it. Strike animation happening right mm -hmm. now. And he tells her he wants to go slow and do it right. You know, yeah. he always goes too fast in these situations. And That's where he messes things up. Gosh, darn it. He just really likes her. Right. And at that point, he goes to take a piss. The employee comes over and says that. Check here. Yeah. I closed out your tab because I'm I clocked out. I want to go home early. That's a real thing, by the way. She wants her tips from that check and uh, doesn't want to pass that over to the next shift. Uh, yep. I get it. I get it. Yep. And, uh, you know, she gets uh, like a weird feeling and says, you know what? I'm going to look at this. I'm not going to pay for any of this for sure. But let me just yeah, see. Absolutely. Let me just see. But he used his credit card and it says M. Syracusa. And she quickly Googles, uh, and it was so realistic the way she typed that in. It took her forever in like a couple of mistypes. And I was like, oh, that's accurate. Preach. They just use that take. They're like, oh, it looks real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And finds out he's a cop. And I wrote, yes, because I was like, fuck yeah, we don't have to deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. So and, good. Yeah. Th and this is also goes back to, was it the first season when she Googled Adam and like she, she's on the Google party, right? She, that's which, her generation. Googlers. Yeah, which makes me wonder if she actually Googled his original name, Jay, to see that and like what came up when she. Yeah, she would have been weirded out. Name. He has no Insta and stuff, just like Adam, right? Yeah, she should have been. Or maybe she was just kind of in. Bamboozled. Shauna, she was in Shauna's boat with Adam or she was just. 
just enjoying this person that was giving her attention and didn't actually really think that she was in danger. But the moment something shady came across her desk, she was mm. like, oh, let me put my sleuthing hat on. Yeah. And let me do a sleuth. Let me do a sleuth. Yeah. Let me sleuth verb wise. Yeah. I'm going to do a sleuth before someone gets hurt and I have to do a medicine. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Back in 1996, um, they're discussing Javi. He still won't talk. Uh, they're upset. He has, you know, we, we can presume it's been weeks now and he hasn't said a word. Travis says he'll talk when he's ready later in the episode. He goes back on that and says, actually, I'm, I wish he'd talk, but, but then he's like, actually it is okay. Natalie invites him to check the gill net with her. Hey, you want to check the gill net? No, I don't. I don't want to do that. I all with you. <laughs> I've been sitting here trying to get a little Harvey to talk to me all day. And then you come and talk to me about a gill. What even is that? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I don't even eat gills. I don't even know you anymore. Are you talking about Gilly Weed? Harry Potter? I like those books. They haven't <laughs> come out yet. <laughs> um, Harvey, blink twice if you know my name. Sorcerer Stone's not out? Are you sure? In 90... 96? Mm, he might be a huge fan, be. bro. Might be. I love Snape. <laughs> Hashtag Snape. Did nothing wrong. <laughs> Travis is such a Snape fan. For sure. Why did Lullet do that to him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Scholastic published it in 1998. Oh, poor Travis. So close yet so far. <laughs> I could have been stuck in the wizarding world, but instead I'm stuck in this world of babes. <laughs> <laughs> Akila is uh, playing with her mouse nugget and almost gets caught because Mari is coming over to help uh, to have her draw a card. This is how they've been divvying out chores in the cabin. It's fair. Each card is representative of a corresponding chore. Actually, I, th I would think it was more fair if Mari wasn't the one handing the cards out. Yeah, I feel she's like, like Mari's uh, I got the ace again. Like, oh, no, I got the just hang out in the cabin and don't do shit all day card. <laughs> Why do I keep getting that? I like that the two card stands for poo. This is number two. two. Yeah. I, that's clever. That's that all I'm clever. saying. I do like that. Crystal and Misty are discussing which three famous people they would have at a slumber party. Misty chooses Play-Doh. Wait, 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 wait. I am sorry. Hold on. Before we get to this, <laughs> this is what you're about to talk about. Very important. Uh -huh. I want to get into it real deep. But you you just bulldoze through what may be the Nugget? biggest the biggest revelation of the episode. Akila has named the mouse. Uh -huh. Its name is Nugget. <laughs> I love it. I know you're a pet ten, guy. 10 out of 10 name, Akilah. You have e you easily shot your way up to one of my favorites on this little team. You named a mouse Nugget. And, and you're feeding it and taking care it, of it. The precious food. Uh, I thought Laura Lee was precious with Leonard. Akilah's got Nugget. Oh, Leonard would beat Nugget's ass. <laughs> well, well, yeah, he's a bear. <laughs> he's a cocaine bear. <laughs> bear down. Bear down. Bear down indeed. But forgive me. I, was, I interrupted you on a very, this is a very important thing. It's a we got to talk about. We got to talk about it. Which three famous people would Misty have at her slumber party? Name uh, them for me, Chris. Plato. Boom. Duh. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Eric Knees, who I don't know. Not going to lie. <laughs> and do you know who that is? Not really. Uh, I'm not a big, so according to the wiki, he is a American former model and, and, uh, 
reality television personality. He first gained fame as a cast member of MTV's The Real World. Oh, he was New on York, The Real World. Before going on to appear on that show's spinoffs and other reality shows such as The Grind and Confessions of a Teen Idol. So Eric Knees would have been, is that the one with Puck? Like the very first Real World? I, I did not watch Real World. <sighs> Those were all. good times back then, my friend. Mm. And by good, I mean terrible. Did he get voted off the island? Uh, sort of. Wasn't was that? he the winkest, weakest link? The winkest link. The he winkest was. link. <laughs> he went. Jack Kevorkian is her pinky promise. <laughs> He's so brave. Don't tell anyone it's Jack Kevorkian. <laughs> why? And then Crystal's like, why, totes. why do we get to kill dogs but not people? Yeah, why do people have to suffer? <laughs> Tell me that, right? I mean, she's not wrong. Uh, and yes, card number two is for poo, which Crystal draws. But Misty, her bestie, says, I'll help you with the poo bucket. Back in 2021, Callie is being weird in the car because she now knows he's a cop. Jay asks if she's and all right. a pedophile. Yes. <laughs> now she does want to take things slow all of a sudden, right? You're right for that. Uh, and I wrote, has she decided to manipulate him? She has. I was excited to find out. I found out who she's been fucking, she says. He gets very excited and says, oh, I mean, you can tell me. It's Randy. Randog. He's like, oh, Randleberry. Damn it. I thought it was Adam. <laughs> the dead guy. Uh, cut to Misty. Randy's not even good looking. Who turns off the Bee Gees in the car with Walter. And did you find that? You oh, uh, Chris, I'm embarrassed for you. That wasn't the Bee Gees. It wasn't staying alive? It was staying alive, but that wasn't the Bee Gees. Uh, <laughs> the Bee Gees don't make staying alive? They do, but that was a cover of staying alive. Oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm embarrassed for you. The you Bee Gees know, song, Staying Alive. You don't know the Bee Gees? You don't know the Muffin Man, Steve. Uh, Who you... was covering the Bee Gees in that scene? Uh, they have a great name. I wrote it down because I actually didn't know the the band. Uh, uh, Tropical Fuckstorm. That's the band. That was really? that, that was the cover. That's, I was going to name my band that. Fuckstorm. But did you catch the cool thing they did with why she had hated that song? Uh... Why? I'm fucking laying it down for Steve right now. Not pipe. This. <laughs> Dude, feel free to lay that guys, pipe. Guys, later in this episode, when she's trying to resuscitate oh, okay. Crystal. Yeah, okay, yeah. Staying yeah, alive. Yeah. Staying alive. Yeah. It was such a weird thing. And it was such a small thing. Yeah. But that's why she turned it off. She's like, like bad fucking memory. Because mm -hmm. I killed my bestie. Yep. I thought that was very cool and I was very excited. She was not staying alive. No, 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 no. She did. She died. Actually, yeah. she did the opposite. Like instantly. Must not be a disco fan. No. Not she's, a fan of Tropical she, Fuckstorm. Well, she's deader than disco. That's for sure. Ooh, he pulls out a uh, the, the musicals batch of tapes that he has. Uh, she's not interested in, in listening to Phantom or Les Mis. She doesn't want any music. She wants to concentrate. They haven't found the purple people yet. She's pissed off about it. So he wants to play Two Truths and a Lie, the mm. titular game. It's a car game, a travel hey, game. Hey, that's the episode title right there. Have you ever actually played this game, Steve? You seem like the Two type. Two Truths and a Lie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've lived and breathed. <laughs> Meaning, yes, I have. Well, I know, but I was just frozen in my own just trepidation at admitting I've never played this. You've never played this? No, but I have injected heroin. <laughs> well, let's not do the heroin. Let's play right now, buddy. Are we going to play? Let's do it right now. I was just going to say we both had different life experiences. <laughs> we used to do this in uh, improv. Okay. Yeah. Who goes first? Uh, whichever one. Do you want me to go first so you can guess and, and you can give you time to think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Okay. Um, I 
when I was younger, I was a huge fan of the Baltimore Ravens to impress my brothers who were big football players. Okay. Um, I went skydiving and I am undefeated at pro wrestling, which is the lie. You've never been skydiving. False. I have been skydiving. Not false, just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dang. I, well, I thought Ravens was the herring, right? Like that's something I think would, you would not ever, that would not be a thing because you're not a sports guy. So I was like, that's too obvious. And I feel like there's some loophole where you've never been defeated at pro wrestling. I've, I, well, the, the, so the so Ravens thing is the lie. The lie is the Ravens. Damn. Thing. Uh, it was the, it was the Miami dolphins. Uh, oh, <laughs> clever, clever. But yes. I have gone skydiving and I did one professional wrestling match at my bachelor party and won it. So mm -hmm. I tell people I'm undefeated in pro That's wrestling. True. Yeah. You so, and so do you have two truths and possibly a lie? Sure. Sure. Let's see. I, don't, I didn't think of any. I was listening intently to oh, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. My plan did not work. Okay. Okay. My favorite place to visit mm. is Oregon. Okay. I once ate a dandelion and uh, vomited and shat at the same time all over the walls in my mother. And uh, and the dandelions related? <laughs> was that all in one take? That was all one thing. Oh, okay. The dandelion, I assume, caused the severe oh, diarrhea. Okay, and so, yeah, okay. I get what you're like, so wait. <laughs> you ate a dandelion and then just blew up? <laughs> Um, and what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, uh, uh, Ooh, just give me one. Give me one. Is it fake? Is it truth? Is it lie? We don't know. Uh, Only Chris here. can tell us. Let's see here. I, uh, was hit. Somebody hit me with a baseball bat one time. Where'd they hit you? Left arm. Okay. Well, I feel like. Everyone's been hit in the left arm with a baseball bat. Who hasn't? Who among uh, us? Who among us? Uh, the, the dandelion thing is way too specific <laughs> to be a lie. <laughs> and we're going to circle back and listen to that story. <laughs> so I think, is it the, the Oregon thing is the lie? It is the lie. Oh. I've never been. Not that I don't like Oregon. I've never been. Yeah. Good, you're I've good. never been either. I was trying to think of like outlandish things. The Oregon thing, I copied your, your sport thing, you know, but there was an element of some truth to it. That was the genius in that. Mm -hmm. You just tweak, tweak a detail. Yeah. Kind but, of a, kind of a dick move. If I'm being honest, speaking of dick moves, Walter completely cheats. He tells three true things. You are not getting away with expl not explaining this dandelion thing. <laughs> what else is there to tell? You just ate a dandelion and... Yeah, I was probably <laughs> eight years old, if not younger. And I was out running around and it was like me and my friend. And she was like, dared me. Dared to eat this dandelion. Yeah. Double dog dare you. And I think the flower part wasn't a big deal, but I ate the whole stem. Oh, okay. And that tasted very bitter. It tasted like my body was going to reject it. And, and, and rejected it did. And so I went inside... And I was like, mommy, mommy, I don't feel so good. And I sat on the toilet and I started blowing it up, right? Blowing it up. And she comes in to help. And while I'm evacuating out, you know, the rear hatch, I just projectile exorcist vomit. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I started <laughs> at my left shoulder and just painted all across the shower curtain and then all across the towel rack and the towel and then crossed across my mother's chest and face, then the door, and then ended on the right side of the room <laughs> while she was going, ah! 
<laughs> as you would expect her to do. Oh my God. The vivid detail of which the, the vivid painting, which you painted for us just now. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone driving and now vomiting. <laughs> Moral of the story, kids. Don't eat dandelions. Yeah. Or if you do, not the stem. Yeah. As, <laughs> even if you've been double dog dared. You can't do it. No. You won't survive. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the win. I don't lose. Is that even a game or is it just a thing? What? The dandelion? Daring. Oh, daring. Uh, I wanted to say at least I won, but I'm like, wait, is there a winner? No, <laughs> I just I want respect. I think you win the dare if you're if you can go home and you feel good about your choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I've, I've lost every day of my you life. Every- <laughs> I've lost every day of my life. So he talks about his artisanal small batch goat cheese with his goat, Billy. Uh, he talks about how Barry Manilow might be his father. <laughs> that he has $175,000 of Taco Bell stock, but has never eaten there. And they're all true. <laughs> he cheated. She tries to say, well, Billy, uh, male goats don't make cheese. And it's nah, like, Billy's, Billy's a, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what a son of a bitch. He makes her play. And she says, okay, I do not like monkeys. <laughs> We're asking the wrong, wrong questions. questions about the moon landing. <laughs> I, I really wish we could hear what the third one Those was. Those are the mistiest things ever. But then she sees a place to turn off and uh, we'd circle back around and it's the, the honeybee symbol, the sunshine honey bee symbol that Anna or Anna from Portugal was talking about. Nailed it, Anna and or Anna. Nailed it. We cut back to Van who's watching TV. Uh, she's actually, digitizing she's people's working. F- tapes. Yeah, it was yeah. like a wedding video, right? Yeah, that's what it looked like. While Ty looks around, and that, what do you mean digitizing? Like making a file for it? Yeah, you, they give you a VHS or a reel, and you put it through some machine that actually makes like an MP4 or some wow. digital file of it, so that you can have those for forever. Because VHS, you know, film degrades over time. Yeah, and so you want to have like, or you just want to have a backup of it in case something happens to that physical tape. Sure, you have a digital backup that you that is more you know easily protected. Good for you, Ty. Mm-hmm. But she gets to watch all of them too. Yeah, that is the sucky thing about digitization of those tapes. You actually have to let them play through to do it. Oh, really? There's no like quick process. It's just no, like, you have to just let it play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's some kind of old wedding, like we said. And then finally, Ty's in the background trying to make small talk. And Van says, why are you here? Right. Uh, and then Ty kind of dances around it. She says, it's happening again, isn't it? The sleepwalking. Uh, and that's when Ty says, I got you a present. She doesn't want to talk about it. It's the titty pen. So good call on the emailer who wrote that in. I can see your bosoms. <laughs> I don't know why I try to mimic Kyle's mom. I could never. That's not how I sound. That's not at all, ma'am. Young man. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm offended. I do not sound like some weird little Yoda monster. <laughs> That's true. You sound hot. Oh, well, you could get it, sir, Kyle's mom. Married. <laughs> Are you? We don't Maybe. know that for sure. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. Married to motherhood. And then Callie comes home. She's like in the same way that nuns are married to Jesus. Is that what you mean? <laughs> married. Yeah. <laughs> Callie comes I'm home. I'm going to go make some chalky panties. Shauna does not promise not to freak out. Funny scene. Callie's like, promise you guys won't freak out. Jeff's like, okay. No. Shauna says, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Right. Which I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Uh, and she tells him about how he's a cop. Remember how you told me not to tell anybody? Well, I told somebody. I told a cop. And it's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff in the background is like, he, you know, he's, he, I've been he's, dating him. He's like, how old is this cop? Right? Like, yeah. Good for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff's fucking cool now. Jeff's on it. Like, he is the responsible parent here. He's yeah. sane. 
Uh, He's asking the right questions. And, and uh, you know, Callie says it's better than telling him it was the guy that she killed because Jeff's like, is what you're telling me good in any way? Because well, she's like, it was Randy. And then Shauna backs her up with the Randy idea. Right. And Callie is so happy. She's ecstatic that she fixed. So, so I did fix it. Right. And like I, I was so surprised because I wanted them to be a little crime family. And I thought. With the 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 fact that Jay's a cop and the fact that Callie had the the Adam cut out, like there was going to be some kind of subterfuge that she wasn't actually cool with her mom, that she was going to be a stick in the mud and cause drama because it would be an easy you know writing window into conflict for Shauna and Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that Callie's not on board, but in this scene, I think sealed the deal. She's on board, and I love that little crime family, Sopranos, little crime family. She's Meadow Soprano. Yeah, ish. I I do like this writing structure of getting to this point because oh my god, I do not. I would not want the alternative, which is them stretching this out and Callie being upset the whole time. Yes, but in a weird way, I also think the direction of her in the scene is a little odd, where she's like jazzed about. Oh, you mean I fixed it? I'm going to go journal about this for hours. (laughs) Like so relieved. She thought she did a big boo boo. I. True. Yeah, I guess. But it's still I don't know, like the directing of that character is still off to me. I don't feel like they've landed how that character should act in a normal way. You just got it out for Callie, man. I do. You don't like her. I mean, I like I've liked her more these last couple episodes. Like I'm this telling is, her this is her best episode because, you know, she actually did the sleuthing. As soon as I get my jacket, I'm telling her the truth. Steve doesn't like you. What is is Callie hand delivering these jackets to influencers? I like to think. <laughs> Either way. Here you go, sir. I'm looking up her PR rep. Got news for you. Listen, we don't want an interview or anything. I just want to let you know my co-host. Not a fan. <laughs> I, I, the actress is great. I just I know. it's the it's the directing of that specific character I find strange. It's you're not your opinion is not uncommon from what I've delved into too, not greedily or too deep, but, but I had delved on the internet and, uh, not an uncommon opinion, the hatred of Cali. But back in 1996, Thaisa and Akila are doing chores, uh, which I think are like laundry and cleaning the tub, scrubbing the tub, a scrub a dub dub, if you will. Mm. I don't know if you did that ever, Steve. I, and, I have scrub a dub dubbed. And Akila starts talking about her pregame ritual she used to have, right? And this is in reference to the stuff that they're doing with Lottie, the meditation and the whatnot, the ritualistic cult stuff. And Ty's like, well, that didn't work. You guys lost a lot, right? And and <laughs> I, I actually found this touching uh, and kind of an explanation for religion and a lot of things that we do as humans, right? Like Akila was like, look, it just felt good. Like we could pretend it made a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, we this little ritual, maybe it would make us play better, better, or maybe it would make them play worse. Just made us feel good. Right. It was just yeah. something to do a routine. And, and so if, th- and one could argue if it makes you feel good, you're going to play better regardless because exactly. you feel better. Soren Kierkegaard, Danish philosopher said, prayer is not meant to influence the actions of God, but rather to change the mind of the one who prays. It's essentially what Akil is saying. Mm. Don't you think? I think so. They both decide to keep going to the meditations though. They're like, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Uh, and then she says, cause you're whipped. Whipped. <laughs> and then do like a little, tick- I like to think there's like a tickle fight or something. There was laughter. We cut away, but there was laughter. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's how Steve and I tussle. Yeah. Whenever the cameras turn off, it's just, let me get in there. Way to press those buttons, Steve. Tickle monster. Try to edit while you tickle. 
And uh, yeah, I just thought that was, I really liked that scene with Akila and Taisa. But back then in the next scene, Travis, come on, man. Don't fuck with my, don't make fun of my transitions. Back then. Back then in 1996. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Travis brings Javi some vitamin C. Javi, I've brought you some vitamin C. I don't even know if that's in this soup. I just call it that to make myself feel better, but really <laughs> we're all about the vitamin D, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all these babs. Plus milk does a body good because big milk is making that campaign like very, yeah. very. It's very popular. You know that Sean Whalen guy? <laughs> I just saw that. Ah. I just saw Aaron Burr. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. Super deep cuts for streaming things fans <laughs> going on right now. Hobby has aged, by the way, like five years. Have you noticed this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. He's like the he's, same age as Travis. He's now. one of the couple of uh, kids that's been, has he been recasted like Akilah has? Um, oh, I, didn't, I don't think so. Maybe. Because I know that Akilah is a different actress than season one. Isn't Travis like pretty old? And it's ca- 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 like young Travis? Yeah. Is that, di- I'm like 45. No, I think he is. Let me, I want to just, just vamp. I, oh, here it is. Uh, oh, here it is. Kevin Alves usually says their birthday on IMDb, right? Usually it does, yeah. In the bio, like towards the top. It's not sound uh, his. Uh, it's in a secret. Are they like no one can know how old? Well, they don't know how Travis is. How good of a fucking? Yeah, he's thirty-one. Uh, yeah, young Travis. That dude is four years younger than me. <laughs> but I mean, you're not playing a seventeen-year-old. That's true. Nor would they ever ask you to. <laughs> Why is everyone thinking I'm a teenager? You can be in high school and not a teenager, all right? It's yeah. called failing multiple I'm times. I'm dumb. I'm dumb as shit. But he goes up to Javi and he says, I understand why you ran away. I, you know, you've been through a lot of shit. You don't have to talk about it. Uh, but I would, you know, I'd I just like, want to know where you were. I'd like you to tell me some of it. And Javi's like, no, I'm just going to keep slipping my broth. Thanks for the vitamin C. Bitch. <laughs> and so he. Travis pats his leg and says, okay, okay. And then he tells Natalie, hey, I know you planted the clothes. Stop talking to me. I don't like you anymore, right? Uh, And then everyone's kind of staring accusatorily at Natalie because she has this outburst. Like, I I thought he was dead and there's no fucking reason he should be, right? Like, which is, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. She was just trying to help him move on, but he's upset. Also, uh, I mean, I knew, I know they have to write this in because of, you know, reasons, but like, I don't think it's, out of the ordinary for like, Hey, I found this bloody shirt of his. Oh, he must've lost that. Like, I, I, I feel like there's a, he, he took a leap. To get I'm to with like, you. I thought oh, we were going to see the evidence has been planted. I thought we were going to see more before he knew for sure that she had done that, you yeah. know? Um, but I think it's also fair. Like you said, that yeah. it's not a huge deal that they wrote that in. Yeah. Going back to what we talked about earlier, maybe it's better to get to this point than like drag it out an episode or two. Yeah. Maybe he's just like, Oh yeah, Javi wasn't wearing those or something. You know? Javi doesn't even wear that anymore. Yeah, I m- tried to get him to wear that last fall, and he was like, "I hate those pants." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "But your ass looks great in them, bro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get. Listen, I didn't get either. That's why I caught, thought it was kind of sus. <laughs> thought he ripped them in the woods. Dead like, ass. Dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dad ass. <laughs> we don't get it. <laughs> Back in 2021, Natalie and uh, Lisa 
are, are together. They're in the exercise together. And the idea is to project the negative thoughts onto me, the mirror, says Lisa. But Lottie pops up all creepy out of fucking nowhere. She's like, yeah, do that. I'm like, okay, kind of weird, popping up like a parakeet on Natalie's (laughs) shoulder. This scene was kind of weird, right? Because she's like, go deeper. Uh, And then Natalie notices her hand and Lottie shrugs it off and says, oh, yeah, I cut myself. It's no big deal. But Lottie seems like desperate and frazzled as Natalie leaves. And I didn't understand the context of that scene. Like, what is her stock in Natalie? Well, I think it goes back to what happens at the end of this episode where Lottie needs Natalie to... Okay, she's desperate to find the Travis message. She's desperate to figure out what that message meant. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Um, because Lottie's becoming more and more uh, desperate because she's starting to see these visions again, and so she's like, "I need to know this before shit shit pops off. Wheels fall. The the wheels fall off. People uh, when this train. Yeah, if I let this keep going, I'll probably eat somebody. Yeah, and there are a lot of people here. I can. (sighs) Juicy motherfuckers too. I've been feeding them good. See that guy we buried in the woods? Jesus, that guy would last us a like month. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we had, you know, enough salt. <laughs> and then one of the guys says, someone get that at the farmer's market. Somebody's here to see you, Natalie. And of course it's Misty and Walter. And uh, they say, we're here to rescue you. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I'm here with Lottie. It's fine. She's like, and the shock on Misty's face, Lottie, the one who was, uh, committed Lottie? to a, an insane asylum in Switzerland, Lottie, right? She's upset because I love this part of Misty's character too. It's the fact that she didn't predict this. She was unable to keep tabs enough to surmise that this might happen. It's totally from left field. She does not get taken unawares very often. It's not a feeling that she likes. And I love that about Misty. Misty's on top of her game. Typically. She, she likes to be in the know. Natalie says you and your hardy boy can go home and uh, she wants to keep investigating Camp Green Pine, which is not Lottie's place. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to issue an apology. I oh. think, well, I don't think I'm wrong completely, but I do think I misread some of the signals, right? Like I, I really harped on how like invested in the healing process Natalie was. And I think I was led astray by the, sh- by the trailer a little bit. I think I was reading into what I think will happen earlier because the trailer led me to believe it will happen. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you were very strongly like, I think Natalie's like 98% just has ill intent towards Lottie, right? And um, I think you were more right than I was leading on. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Is that a good enough apology? Is that I, a, I'll, I'll I don't think a therapist it. would, like a marriage counselor would say poor apology, right? <laughs> Fail. However... As a podcast apology? Yeah, like pod, as far as podcasts go. <laughs> Dude, you didn't even need to apologize to me, baby. I don't think you were 100% wrong. I admit when I'm 6% more wrong than I thought. That's pretty bi- easily. That's big of you to admit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life is all about self-discovery. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. It never stops, especially because we're always growing. We're changing. Who I am today is different than who I was five years ago. And thank goodness, right? And it takes time, but it also takes effort. We have to put that in ourselves. And we can't always predict the things that are going to change us, alter us. I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster. I thought I was going to be a rock star. For most of my life, most of my early life, that didn't pan out at all. Turns out I was not talented in that way, even a little bit. So we can be delusional too. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, finding these 
these things out about ourselves. What do we care about? What are our values? Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things. Better help. do that? How, what? Why'd you do that, Chris? Well, I don't know. Maybe therapy would help. It's true. It'll get me there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. How it works? I bet you're wondering. You're probably asking right now. How does it work? How does it work, Chris? That's right. Steve's asking. You how? Can, right there on the internet, online entirely. You can shop through different therapists that are right for you. You fill out a questionnaire and they match you up with somebody. If you don't like that person or it's just not working out, no, no, no worries. Don't freak out. Oh. You, you can switch therapists at any time. Okay. And I Ooh. work in the mental health field. Thousands of people yearly that I speak to that have great experiences with therapy. It's really important that we give people as much access as we can. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. So there's a, there's a scene earlier, I think maybe you briefly mentioned it, but... Um, with her and Lisa? Well, it's even before her and Lisa's when she tries to sneak into the office and in the mm. first time and someone's like, hey, you want to come to the session with us? Want to walk with us? He's like, eh, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, my note in that point was like, they're really stretching this fucking plot out of her trying to get into that office. Yeah, with the keys and then has to go drive with Lisa. And, yeah. yeah, I was kind of like annoyed that they were dragging that out so long. Like, why didn't she just do this at night? Why is she trying to do this in the middle of the day while everyone's like girl interrupted style? Yeah. Cause later on in the episode, she tries to break in at night and is successful. Like that was the one thing I was like, okay, this episode, <laughs> stop it with that. Luckily that plot line does end up somewhere really satisfying, but like for the most part, I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling this nap plot in this one. Sure. I, I feel you. It's I've been least curious by what's in that office for sure. In relation to what everything else that's going on. Uh, but after Camp Green Pine, we cut to Van, uh, who's been she's been told the whole story, we can presume, of what's been going on with Ty, because she even told her how she killed Biscuit. Oh, poor Biscuit. Um, Where's Steve? What does she do with Steve? <sighs> Is Steve just an, a, a dog that's been abandoned? Yeah, I at think the so. House? I like to think Steve's been boarded, you know? <sighs> I hope so. He's hanging out with other likely like sized and temperament dogs. I, ho- I hope he's in a farm somewhere upstate. <laughs> wow. Like bought the farm? <laughs> uh, and Taisa wants to shower and Van's like, ah, I don't think you should, you know, that's kind of weird. She's like, I've been hitchhiking forever. Let me shower. Right. Ty, Ty doing everything she can to avoid asking Van for help, which Van calls her out on here shortly. But back in 1996, they start telling truths, Crystal and Misty. Um, All truths, no lies. Yeah. No, this isn't two truths and a lie. This is just, let me deep dark secrets. Cause we're besties. And Crystal says, Hey, sometimes I dump the poop early. This is why, uh, this is another reason why Misty probably didn't like sharing truths with Walter. Ooh, good catch, mm. Steve. I was inspired by your catch. Good catch. But she also doesn't like deodorant, Crystal. And she's like, I told everybody I ran out, but I just hate wearing it. <laughs> um, uh, also, Justin Lee fingered her. I forget where. Um, Somewhere. And Crystal walked in on her parents banging and wasn't grossed out. Oh, was that Chris? I thought that was Misty. It might have been Misty. I thought Misty was like, yeah, I caught my parents having sex, but I wasn't completely grossed out. Like, <laughs> that tracks. That tracks for Misty. And Crystal's for sure. like, I mean, people are curious, right? Yeah. <laughs> Old people need loving too. And then they dump the poop bucket and they pinky swear on deep, dark truths. What? So one real small thing that I love, like a. Uh, the <laughs> stick? 
No, it's when she like dumped the bucket and then Crystal just goes flush. <laughs> like <laughs> well, kind of does like a what's up. To she the makes cliff. like a as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. She's like, now grab a stick so we can scrape the shit out. Like the rest of it. And I was like, yeah, that's what you would have to do to thoroughly dump the bucket. But then she shares that really sad story about how oh. her name is actually Kristen. God, I'm so glad she doesn't die in the next six minutes because <laughs> we just got extra attached to her. I know, like all poor things. She just liked having the nickname Crystal the Pistol. Crystal the Pistol. Which, that is a good nickname. in her defense, is a baller nickname. Can you start calling me? Oh, that's Chris the Piss. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you Chris the Piss. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, Crystal Piss here. Kristen, not Crystal. And it's like, everyone got it wrong in the first day of practice that I never corrected them. And Misty's like, what? You're like a junior in high school. Right. <laughs> but then Misty says, I have like a ginormous, dude, you should see my notes. I kept typing. Is she gonna, holy fucking shit. She's not going to tell her that. That's not a good idea. Like I was losing my mind. And then it kind of like draws it out. And I was like, okay, she's not. And then she's like, but you have to promise you can't tell anybody. And I was like, oh, my God, she is. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, she's going to have to kill her. And sure enough, uh, she does tell her that she's the one that d- destroyed the transmitter. Crystal is not amused mm-hmm. by that story, that lie. Uh, and Misty's like, oh, I had you going, didn't I? And then she's so mean. She says the worst thing she could say to Misty. You're not that good of an actress. Right. Oh. <laughs> You're not my best friend. You're a psycho. Cuts down to the bone. Oof. Misty says, I'll fucking kill you. Right. And she doesn't intend to in that moment. I think she's, I think she's, she's big dogging her. Yeah. She's just trying to like scare. Sure. But they're just, you know, there's a cliff nearby and they're not paying attention. She scared her too well. She took too many steps backwards. She fell in the toilet. One could say. Flush. (laughs) What What if Misty had just been like, flush. Flush. Let me get the stick. Scrape, scrape the, the rest out. <laughs> Crystal oh. falls. Oh, poor Crystal. Kristen, RIP. Yeah, cr- oh, poor Kristen. Robert Paulson. Her name was Man, Robert Paulson. Gone too soon. A character that was introduced just a few episodes ago, really. <sighs> Paints, tells us a lot about Misty, though. It does, yeah. Uh, back in 2021, they cut to adult Misty, stunned in the car. And I love this transition because, you know, it, it almost makes it look like she's remembering that or it's right after the fact, even though it's an entirely different version of the character. Yeah. She's upset that she missed what was going on. Like I kept tabs on everybody. Right. And Walter's like, so she, we're, we're led to believe that she assumed that Lottie was still in Switzerland. I think or so. Was it, is it Sweden or Switzerland? Uh, I don't know. One of those. Be honest. I think it's Switzerland. Okay. But she's in the, uh, uh, institution. Yes. That's what she thinks. But so now that she knows that she, not only she's not there, but she's thriving with a local business. But also she's jealous. Natalie's her friend. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, that's called one one. Like make, push your own friend, make them push your friends away. So because Walter's like, oh, well, at least now you can move on. You know that she's safe. Right. And that's not what Misty does not let things go. That's not a thing that she's famous for being good at. Walter, you fool. And then Walter in one of the best scenes in cinematic history brings up Adam Martin and says, hey, Adam's mother's dead. I know that you said that you were concerned for his mother. Uh, he did his due diligence. So I deduced why you'd be care enough to lie about a thing like that. And plus, she's like, and you think I killed him or had something to do with it? And he's like, well, you're charming and impulsive. Traits of most serial killers. Uh, <laughs> my grandmother killed my grandfather. She was convicted to 30 years, but she sent me a birthday card every single year. Uh, meaning that like. That doesn't mean you're not a nice person, you know? Uh, And then she storms out of the car, 
basically breaks up with him, you know, says, Hey, we're done here. Whatever, whatever this, this is, is Ooh, we're done. That's the worst thing. I actually broke up with my second girlfriend that way. Whatever, whatever this, this is. is. Yeah. But then we dated for four years because we had never, well, we never said it was monogamous, you know, it was 15 and like she made out messed around with a friend of mine or something, but we had been hanging out for like a month every day. And I found out they had messed around and I was like, whatever this is, we're done. Um, oh. which in hindsight, like, I wish I could give myself a high five. Cause a like way to stand up for yourself and like have self-respect in that sense. Like it was wrong. I mean, not to set clear boundaries. She didn't do anything wrong, but I was like honest about my feelings and didn't like take it out on her or anything. But I was just like, Hey, I do care about you. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't like this, how this feels. So I'm just going to not do this anymore. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even have that strength today. I don't know why I had it at 15. <laughs> <laughs> but then also like we dated for four years. So she, after that. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. She called back like, Hey, I don't have to, I, I like this. Oh, I don't want to make out with other people either. I love love. Yeah. <laughs> I love love. Yeah. Till sophomore year in college. Oh, all the way from sophomore year in high school. Boom. Boom. She's a cool lady too. Doing very well. But any who's that's why it was making me sad about this whole Walter. I know they're both likely murderers or at least way too comfortable with murder. Murderers need love too, man. God, I love love though. I like them. I love love. They're so good together. They're perfect together. You know, there's a whole sect he, of the internet he, that doesn't like Walter. Uh, they're wrong. Thank but you. Like, Thank you. Anyone who said, I'm sorry. Anyone who says that is just wrong with yeah. a capital W. Dead ass. Uh, de- <laughs> no cap. That's uh, uh, Madison chiming in. But like- I just like, cause he like pretty much says to her like, Hey, I've deduced you probably killed him or at least helped in, in his murder. But like, I'm cool with you. You're like, he's basically telling her like, we cool. Like I like you. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing. My my grandma killed a dude, but she was super nice. I liked her for the first time in her life. She would not have to hide anything from this person. Yeah. And she's running away from it. It's so painful to watch. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Yeah, you little crazy person. Get do dicked it. down. Get dicked on. Get dicked on. Gosh. Yeah, you got two bed and breakfast baskets. Make use of them. Make that honey, sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. Is it sunshine honey? Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. Kevin and Jay are surveilling Shauna and Randy, which is the plan. And uh, he, inside the motel, he tells her about the FBI agent. And she's like, wait, what? Really? Like, yeah, they were asking about Natalie. Don't worry, I didn't mention the B-mail. The B-mail. <laughs> Randy fucking rocks. Uh, and she's like, I told you never to say that word. Uh, she wants him to jerk off into a condom. It's like, yeah, Jeff told me we'd be hanging out. I'm not supposed to touch you. And she like shudders. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, he goes in the bathroom to jerk off. And she says, don't you dare think about me. <laughs> I won't. Scout's on her. Oh, like, Randog. Randog. Back in 96, Lottie is whispering to the fetus while Shauna sleeps. You're going to change everything. You're going to change everything. You're going to be the Brex president. I'm going to name you Joe Biden. Or whatever she says. Is this an origin story? (laughs) Uh, Come out really old. (laughs) Medical science is going to not know what to do with you. You're going to stutter a lot. Have you ever seen the movie Benjamin Button? It's going to be that. Shauna is upset. She gets really mad. Don't whisper at my belly, Lottie. And it starts storming out. But Shauna, she storms out into the future blizzard. Not a good move. Mm-mm. Not a good racquetball. <laughs> Not a good move. But uh, back in 2021, Thais is fresh out of the shower and she goes through the medicine cabinet like you do. Hey, this is in my house. Let me start looking around. And she finds Van's Percocet, right? And she jumps on her. 
And Van says, no, no, no. The V is for Vicky. Was it, it was Oxy, wasn't it? It says Oxycodone, which is the uh, off-brand. Well, Oxycodone is the... Parker said his name brand Oxycodone. Oh, okay. Don't fuck with me with pills. Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, I just needed some edification on my, my end. Vicodin is hydrocodone. Okay. Any other questions? What is Flonase? <laughs> That's just allergy medicine. Oh, okay. I'm cool. on it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> like Valium is name brand. It's like a company. It's like a Nike version of just running shoe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Diazepam is the medicine. Valium is the name brand. Oh, I, I honestly did not know that. Yeah, man. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, man. Pills, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new segment where Chris breaks it down. <laughs> not the pill. 11 years sober. Um, but Vicky is her mom who Madison was talking. And I like how Madison brought up that this is, I wish she was here because remember she talked about how her history with her mother and her mother's addiction it left her better suited or maybe more uh, used to eating shit from people like Tyson. And that's why she's helping Tyson so much. She, she feels so compelled to. Right. Right. Uh, and I think in this episode, it kind of like drew a parallel more strongly between those things with Van's you know, mother having recently been living there with cancer and dying. Uh, and now Thais is there and immediately Van's just like, here, here's the couch. Could take a shower. What's going on? Don't make me beg you to help you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, wow, good cut, Madison. Good cut. She's killing it. She's killing it over there. Uh, but Taisa believes her that it's her mother's pills that she just hasn't thrown away yet. So she throws them away real quick. And, uh, and, and Van's, Van's mad that she showed up, right? Like I said, she says, don't make me convince you to let me help you, right? Like, you haven't asked me yet. I know you need me to. And Ty completely breaks down. Um, it's like, I killed my fucking dog. Like I've, uh, my wife's in the hospital. I don't want to ask you for help because everybody around me keeps getting hurt. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then Van holds her. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I love, I love, love. Back to the Shauna and Randy F shack. Uh, F shack, baby. The fake F shack just for the cops benefit, right? Randy's in there jerking off. Come on, Randog. Come on, Randog. Come on, Randog. <laughs> It's so fucking amazing. I audibly started cackling because he's like, you know, there's that shot. It, there's all already. There's something funny about a guy trying to jerk off into a condom in a bathroom, looking at himself in the mirror, like <laughs> upset that he can't do it. Sure. And then just his eyes slowly drifting <laughs> to the sperm like substance. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he like locked eyes on those, I was just like, no, you fucking idiot. Oh no. I was really, I was like, oh no, that's going to be evidence that it is not real cum. And then later on when the, when they, when they come across it, oh, it's like, dude, you put way too much in there. Oh yeah. He dropped. <laughs> Just fill the reservoir, man. Um, I was really stopped up. <laughs> Shauna does it for me. Um, yeah, so he sees the lotion. I put, uh-oh. Uh, Natalie is sneaking in and snooping in uh, uh, Lottie's office, Charlotte's office. She sees a rifle, cell phones. She finds files. When she's angrily flipping through all of them. Then she explodes out into the lobby on everybody. Boom. She thinks she found a smoking gun. Right. She's got all your bank info. She took your cell phones like they wouldn't know that her cell phones were missing. Natalie, relax. Uh, and then Lottie's like everybody she even has your emergency contact information. <gasps> Guys, <laughs> hate to break it to you. She has all of your allergies written down. <laughs> Dietary preferences. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Who's with me? Rise up. 
But then Lisa and everybody else is like, we all we willingly gave her that stuff. And then Lottie says to clear the room. Um, and then she says that she needs to know what Travis's note meant. And we can figure this out together. Natalie breaks down and ultimately relents. Uh, back in 1996, Shauna uh, gets chased by Thaisa, who's trying to stop her from being like the eight month pregnant lady that's storming off into the snow by herself. Mm-hmm. Shauna's upset that she's not on her side instead of Team Lottie, which, again, I never saw Shauna drawing a line in the snow like this. You know, yeah. I think it's a kind of a jump that this episode made. I think that the obsession that Lottie has for her child is what's turning her is turning her off. Her. Like she says something like she's upset about having a baby in the woods, but everyone else is this weird tree cult praying over her. Is this making her very uncomfortable? And rightfully so. I don't need she, your prayers. She should be freaking out about having to have a baby in the wilderness yes. with a bunch of cannibals, right? Well, even in general, without any kind of modern medicine, oh, it's yeah. very upsetting. Yeah, and it's that, scary enough with modern medicine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your your greatest. And she's a kid. Your greatest doctor that you have is. Misty, like it's yeah, it's it's a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. Flush, mm-hmm. and you think <laughs> if you think uh, the adult that's there is going to be any help, he will not be there. No, Ben's going to be like, um, I'll be in my bunk. Ew, <laughs> I'm out. I'm reading this strangely thematically similar book. <laughs> Travis is here to help. What do you need? I got a bucket. I got a towel. I got a pillow. What else do you need? I'm here to help. This is kind of crazy. Babes are having babies. Babes are having babes. Harvey. <laughs> oh. Oh. Harvey, get in here. Did you know about this? <laughs> babes can have babes. <laughs> and uh, Shauna, you know, or rather Thaisa defends herself. You know, she's like, hey. It's the first time in months that I haven't been sleepwalking and shit. Excuse the fuck out of me. Right. <laughs> um, right. As she's defending her actions, Shauna has a major cramp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a giant creepy gust of wind followed by more cramps. And we cut to. <laughs> there's that shot where they contractions, put their, if you will. They're put the, their masks over their face. Yeah. And because I'm a dumb, dumb, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that must smell. Oh, that, it's a stinky that wind. must be a stinky wind. Maybe it's Crystal's body or the, the latrine. Oh, flush. <laughs> the poop bucket. They're smelling flush. Somebody needs to flush. Misty hikes down to where Crystal slash Kristen's body lies, lays. And she's, oh, it's so sad. She's dead as fuck. And she starts doing chest compressions uh, while she's singing the, the Bee Gees. Not whatever the fuck you were talking about earlier. Tropical fuck mountain. No, <laughs> fuck storm. Tropical fuck storm. And then she says, I'm sorry, bestie. Which is very sad. It's so sad because when she runs down, she's like, Crystal, uh, Kristen. Like she, she like is using her friend's real name that she just learned. (sighs) And, uh, she says, I'm sorry, bestie. Like, why'd you have to tell her the deep, dark secret? Why did you have to tell her the secret girl? She's like, oh, this is my moment. You know, I get to, I got to tell her everything. I really love her. I finally have someone like, yeah, I can keep something from my bestie. And I, I, this is another week. I wish Madison was here because Madison was like really wanting the, the Misty destroying the the transponder thing to come up. And it finally did. Yeah. And, and what a great way it did. Madison, I'm pointing at her empty chair. Madison, you never leave again. Never. <sighs> Don't you ever leave the show again, Madison. Mm-mm. Anyway, now that she's heard that. <laughs> yeah. She knows better now. Yeah. She apologizes. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. 
yeah. So when we're done crying about, I'm sorry, bestie, we get back to I'm to 2021 and Shauna and Randy are leaving the motel. Jay says something doesn't feel right. Cause Kevin with a Y is like, all right, man, he I needs, guess we got what we need here. He needs confirmation that they boned. He's a good detective really, but he's yeah, a fucking douche, but they need a warrant because anything they do find is inadmissible. Yeah, as Kevin points out, it'll keep them on the trail though. If they need to be on the trail, right? Mm. Jay decides to inspect Right. Kevin reminds him none of it's admissible, like you said. But Kevin finds the condom smoking, smoking cum, as he yeah. calls it, I think. Chekhov's nut. Chekhov's nut. I don't, think he, I don't think he calls it any of that. Uh, and then Jay goes in there and starts sniffing the spooge. Uh, and Kevin in the back is like, oh, dude, come on, man. <laughs> right. But then he's like, wait, wait, wait. This is lotion. The cuse is loose. And she's like, wait, that means that you've been made. Or Kevin's like, that means you've been made, my friend. Callie gave you wrong info if she knows. And then, and then she, he says something very creepy, which is, uh, Oh, she's good, but I'm better or some shit like yeah, that. I did not like the implications of that. And he's going to double trick her back. Yeah. He's going to be, I'm ready for kissing. <laughs> oh no. I, uh, uh, you know, is I that what you think? I think he's going to try it. Like to call her bluff. Maybe. You yeah. Mean? Well, yeah. that doesn't help him though. To like make her admit that she knows he's a cop. Well, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, he might like, no, I really do like you because oh, I'm a cop and I do like I you. I do like you. I just didn't tell you I was a cop because that's that's weird. Oh, I don't know. Which could thrust us back into a frustrating like regression in the Cali plot. <sighs> like hashtag justice for Cali. Let get her out of this funk. She needs to just go to college and get, you know, and they'll cut to her doing like cool things every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, just, I would like that if, if she went away and, but every now and then they just cut to her and she's like hanging out with friends at a bar being like, a healthy <laughs> lifestyle. Then we get back to this fucking insanity of the show. Next episode, they'll cut to her and she's just reading a book on like a patio. Mm -hmm. Just like Ishmael or something. <laughs> Call me. Ooh, what's this white whale about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the book Ishmael about the gorilla. You never read that? Oh, no. Dude, I'll, I'll loan it to you. It'll blow your fucking mind. It's just a conversation between a man and a talking gorilla, and it's one of the best books in the world. Is, wait. Uh, don't worry. I'll loan it to you. really talk? I'll loan it to you. Like it, Sarah from Congo. Oh, it's one of the... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let the gorilla decide. <laughs> but uh, back in 1996, Javi starts talking to Coach. He's the first one to hear Javi's words. Coach, I forgot you were here. She told me not to come back. That's what he said. And Coach says well, his only line in this episode, who? Who? <laughs> basically right who's your friend uh those are javi's drawings all these like underground tunnels and shit we haven't talked about that uh not very much at least um but at this moment misty comes running in panicked and says that i told her to, she got wandered off in the blizzard i lost her i don't know what's going on and immediately nobody cares about crystal or misty yeah they're like there is a blizzard tyson shauna Ty, Sean, Ty, Sean, and then Misty, and then Crystal, Crystal, Crystal too. <laughs> I do not know where she is. Kristen, I mean, Crystal. I am certainly hoping she is okay. Um, and then Lottie starts doing the meditation thing. Van, what do you hear? And they all start saying uh, what they hear, which is just snow. I hear my breath. I hear the wind. <laughs> I feel our friends wanting to find us. But then that's what they feel. I mean, then Thais is doing the same thing on her end, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess we're led to believe that this works asking of the spirit. And by the way, what do you, do you think Shauna complaining about the magic of the area, like angered it into starting a blizzard? Is that the vibe that you got? Uh, maybe I didn't think of it that way, but maybe it was like the wind. It was, maybe at least it was framed a like that, a reaction. The, the, 
the spirit or whatever needs Shauna to be with the others. Like they, they want the other, all of them to be together in yeah. this cabin. And maybe that she was like walking away and, and sowing d- descent, fermenting descent. I just want you guys to be friends. There's fermenting out there, sir. Hmm. <laughs> Pockets are fermenting. <laughs> Um, where are my Andor fans at? Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, and but then when, when they get back there, it zooms in on like the snow, the blizzard of it. Mm-hmm. And then it transitions match cut to the TV snow of fans, older television. Thought that was great. Uh, and then there, Van and Tice are on the couch. Ty is sleeping. And then Van pulls the Percocet out of the, the trash can and pops one so that she lied. She's got a pill problem. Mm-hmm. Those are either hers or her mother's, but she takes them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Thaisa, out of nowhere, shows up and kisses Van, smack on the mouth, passionately. And she says, you're the other one. She's the evil, or seemingly malevolent, sleepy type. Uh, definitely not good, actually. Kills yeah. biscuits and stuff. <laughs> Kill biscuits. Yeah, eats dirt. Um, and this isn't where we're supposed to be, is what she says to her. This is what evil Ty says to her. Uh, what do you mean? What does that mean? We don't know yet. We cut back to Lottie. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to be a kid. Have you seen that band play? Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck me. That's my favorite song. We cut back to. Is that a Chuck E. Cheese song? No, it was a bowling. Fuck me. <laughs> I was thinking of the song and we're singing at the bowling alley. That's what I. Oh. <laughs> That's, right. That's what I thought you were referencing. <laughs> I've made it some crazy Chuck E. Cheeses. Um, but Lottie's showing Natalie the technique that she learned while she was away, which, which is just a sobriety field test with a flashlight, uh, making sure her eyes dilate. Um, Walk in a straight line. But she says, picture the last time that you saw Travis alive. And Natalie starts to, you know, um, be hypnotized, kind of taken back to that. It was a beach, but it wasn't a beach, right? The beach was just the photo on the wall of the motel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they started, and then they started getting high. We do what we always do. We start snorting shit. Um, and then, her at the time, this is past Natalie sees a vision, right? Uh, which is what future Natalie is seeing again of all of the dead people at the crash site. Uh, all of them dead. They didn't yeah. survive. None of it They're happened. All burnt right? up. They're all burnt. All of us burnt. The, in the plane. queen is in the, the, the aisle. Yeah. And she says, we weren't alone out there. Right as the antler queen shows up, we brought it back with us. Some darkness out there with us or in us. It still is. That's what I was right about. So that was that's what Travis's note was referencing. The darkness is in us still. Um, it is. We brought it back with us. That's what Travis said. Natalie was correct about. Um, and then as she goes to lay on adult Lottie's lap, she becomes young Natalie, Sophie Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lottie looks over and sees the antler queen queen shadow, which I'm ninety nine thousand percent sure over her own head. So, um, but that could just be the antler queen looming behind her in her mind for all we know at this point. right? Yeah. So here's a, uh, a thought. So uh-huh. now we've seen the antler queen in a disembodied form. Sure. At the end of this episode. Right. So it's walking down the aisle of the plane. You see that shadow. Did, would it make sense? And you know, I'd have to go back and see it cause it's been a bit since I've seen the first episode, but that like, um, that scene in the first episode where they get pit girl and, they have the like ceremony of eating her and the antler queens there. It, is it, are we for sure that it's one of the girls dressed up in the suit or could it be this disembodied figure this, that isn't maybe real, but to, to them they see it. 
and it's not actually one of them. I'm just having this thought right now and talking out loud. Well, that's kind of what I said before we did, but you're saying it's like not even there at all. Yeah. It's like a, a, a group vision. That's mm-hmm. very possible. I also think it could be, I said it was a manifestation of the spirit. Like either way, it's like, it's possible. It's none of the girls. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because so I, like I, I assume what's happening is, is, um, uh, Nat ODs on the drugs and she's in that in between phase of life and death, kind of like how Jackie was before she passed on. Yeah. And she saw everybody there. And maybe it's this in between phase where you kind of, you can see this force and it can talk to you. It could be there. It's like, Oh, Hey, you're here. We've been waiting for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. I, I feel like, it's interesting. I like what they're doing here. And that's why I think like there's definitely something. Uh, I like your funny words, here. magic man. You call me the magic man. Cause now I'm here. Did you say there's definitely something supernatural? That's what I thought. Mm. Like uh, with this, I think this scene for me is like, oh, there's definitely like a force, a spirit, something that's messing with these people. I'd like to hear the thoughts of you guys. Are, all, all of you science motherfuckers out there. Tell me I'm not real. <laughs> Do it. That's, I'm real. That's a Travis demon. <laughs> you Travis go way back. We hang out in hell all the time now. Is there babes in hell? There's a lot of babes. <laughs> There's a lot of dude babes and babe babes. That's- Tell me more about this demon. <laughs> no, I don't talk to you, Steve. Okay. No, that's weird. <laughs> we cut to Misty trying to buzz into the buzz, but buzz, 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 buzz into the, the cult, the sunshine. Uh, what, what's a, what's a, what's a bee making place called a honey making uh, a beery? A bee. Uh, oh, uh, oh, hivery question. I don't know. Uh, a swarm. I'm going to type in. What do you call a bee place? <laughs> Bee place. I feel like I know this word. An apiary? Oh, I was not going to say that. A location where beehives of honey and bees are kept. An apiary. apiary. Yeah, into the apiary cult. Um, she says, I want to join. She's doing a get help. She is. Fans of Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. will understand what a get help is. That's right. Uh, new Master 69 is being mean to me again. <laughs> uh, back in 1996, Thaisa brings Shauna home and says, um, what is it? Uh, is it Aquila? Somebody says, is she in labor? I think it's Aquila. And then we get Danzig's mother. Mother. One of the best fucking needle drops of all time. Tell your children not to hold my hand. Because she's screaming and, oh God, I want to watch that scene again. Oh, mother. <laughs> Got up, mom. That's a great song. I love Danzig. I love Danzig. Me yes. too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big fan. Misfits as well. Were you a fan? Of the Misfits? Mm-hmm. Uh... Not as much as Danzig, just Danzig, but yeah. It's time for choice cuts. Choice cuts. Our top three favorite moments of the episode. And we've got Madison's sent in from the the spirit realm. The the spirit realm. I think that's accurate. Steve, let's start off with you, though. What is is your number three favorite moment of episode five? Uh, So my number three moment, I think, is going to, I'm going to go with the um, the scene we see at the very end with um, uh, Natalie's vision. Okay. Uh, just because I, I found it visually interesting. Um, we kind of talked about how the reveal of what Nat was right about, the whole like, oh, we brought it back with us, wasn't necessarily that shocking of a reveal. Yeah, I think it could be argued that that's kind of a dud of a reveal, but it does get me excited for what's coming next. We've crossed that hurdle now. Now yes. we can get into the 
oh, now I'm really excited to see where we go from here. The meat and taters. It gets me excited for the next episode. I think it's very, the way they filmed it was very interesting and neat. I love the visualization of the antler queen in the shadow and how it's affecting uh, Lottie. And then this, this the shot of Nat breaking down. And when she puts her head in Lottie's lap, it's, it's young Nat. Like I, I, I like that vis- visualization a lot. And that's why that is my numero three. Ooh, what is Madison's number three? Oh, Madison's number three here. Let me pull it up. Cause I am an awful person and don't have it like right away, right up. Uh, in my notes. Let's, okay. Okay. Her number three uh, is uh, Shauna and Randy in the motel. He, 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 AKA come on, Randy. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. That was a great scene. That was, that was a fun scene. I wonder if, come like, on, Randolph. I, th- I wonder <laughs> if the come on Randy is in reference to him not being able to complete or uh, if, is it like a, a Randy? You think, a queen like Shauna would shack up with Randog, or is she? Did she mean it like "Come on, Randy"? <laughs> <laughs> smells like strawberries. <laughs> What's your number three? But you know she liked her mustache man playing with that uh, condom. Um, <laughs> my number three was the third scene between Van and Taisa, where Taisa finally breaks down completely. Uh, I thought Tawny Tawny Cypress in that scene was incredible. Um, and I just love their dynamic so much. It's so good to see. I never expected to see adult fan in Taisa in the show prior to see, you know what I mean? I just didn't see that happening. I didn't think we would see van at all based off of season one. They didn't like make any indication that fans survive. So I was always under the impression like fans going to die. Madison said that they, they hadn't intended to let her live, you know, and it just kind of became something where they, I think there's more there. Plus the fans love her Mm -hmm. and Lauren Ambrose is doing an excellent job as fans. So I I thought that scene was so compelling. Um, and, uh, somebody, I don't know if, was it on the show where Madison's maybe, I don't know if it was Madison or somebody on TikTok. I think it was somebody on TikTok was saying, Oh no, I hope Simone doesn't die. And Van and Taisa have to get back together (laughs) (laughs) in a way that implied they definitely do hope that. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she's okay. I I actually, I hope they don't do that just because that is a big I, I I hate that when movies and TV shows do that when like a perfectly good partner is just like kind of fridged, yeah, just to make it well, okay, not, not fridged, push but it out like, of the way, but they're killed off, yeah. in a gruesome way. Typically, maybe she'll heal and realize she doesn't love Tyus anymore. How about that? And move what, on to be a good mother to Sammy. That, what was that movie uh, with John twenty twelve? It kind of happened in Tombstone. Oh yeah, hundred percent happened in Tombstone. With but Maddie, off screen, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the 2012, there was the stepdad who was like really, really cool. And he was the one who flew the plane and he like saved them all constantly. And at the very end, he gets like grinded up by fucking gears <laughs> in the worst death of the whole goddamn movie. And just so we can have that shot of John Cusack and love interest going like, hey, let's get back together. Like, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Gross. You're free now. Justice for that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, what's your number two? My number two. Let's see. My number two favorite moment is what you just talked about. The van and Thaisa moment. Um, I, I, I love these two characters. I love them together. Uh, um, Tony Cypress is just amazing. And just her acting in that, you know, spoiler alert uh, that might come up later. It's (laughs) so fucking great. Like I actually, you know, sometimes a performance in a movie or TV show is so good and it caught catches you off guard sometimes that you literally like are just flush with emotion almost instantly. And you're almost like, Oh my God, I'm about to cry. Yeah that happened in, in that scene. Like when, when Ty really kind of breaks down and like, and I, I everyone, I, I can't lose people. I'm scared. 
I got like a little emotional out of that. And that's a hundred percent because of Tawny Cypress's acting. She's amazing. Yeah. She's incredible. I'm with you there, buddy. What's Madison's number two? So Madison's number two, she writes Callie getting praise from Shauna for quote, fixing it with the cop hashtag team Callie. Ooh, those are fighting words in the discord. They're still fighting about that. (laughs) That's my number two as well. When she comes in and Callie tells her parents, um, not just because of, uh, I'm hugely satisfied. Like I said earlier with this arc and this, um, not arc, but uh, this plot development where they subverted my expectations, made it less tropey team Callie as well at this point. Right. Uh, but also Jeff and how fucking funny he is in that scene and just, in most scenes, you know, just playing the straight guy. He's not even that dumb. He's just like, so not involved in all of the supernatural stuff and the cannibalism stuff. It's like, it's so, so beyond normal him. that it makes him seem dumb. You know, yeah. it's like, so beyond him. And he doesn't, he's not even interested in engaging with it. Yeah. She's just like, Oh, I was going out on dates with this cop and Jeff's just over. Sean is listening intently, like thinking about, okay, who do I need to kill? What's, what's the next move? Yeah. Meanwhile, Jeff is doing the normal, what a you know. cop does he know you're a kid <laughs> yeah i just how I, old is he does it. he have a mustache i love it so much but <laughs> steve what was your favorite moment of this incredible episode so your favorite moment i guess it's fair to say of the season two so far Ooh, that i don't know if i would say that well it's your favorite moment of your favorite episode true but i th- i think there are better moments okay maybe i'd have to sit and research what my other past famous famous or uh, favorite moments were but in this episode my favorite moment is bye bye crystal bye bye <sighs> Kristen. bye bye Kristen. Right. gone too soon um i know a lot of you probably thought my favorite moment was going to be akila naming the mouse nuggets but <laughs> that was a four but no this scene was really really good because you know, the, the dynamic between Chris, uh, Kristen and Misty has been so fun. It's been Christy, fun to see. They had their own little name. Chris, oh, Christy. They had their own little name. It's better than Mistle. That is true. It's way better than Mistle. But their dynamic has been so fun this season. It's been so, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 we, uh, it's been good to see Misty have a friend and see what friendship with Misty, a true friendship with Misty is like. But then for it to end in such a tragically sad way where Misty accidentally gets her friend killed. Maybe the only person up to this point in her life that she feels comfortable enough to be her full self to. And this scene, as heartbreaking as it is, it, it, you, you kind of are reminded like, ah, oh, little kid Misty did fuck up and is, and is kind of the root of all their problems at the moment in a way. Uh, th- retroactively, the scene um, makes so much sense more about uh, modern day Misty makes sense. It gives so much context as to, you know, why does she love musicals? Her friendship with Crystal. Why does she not like that BG song? What happened with Crystal? You know, why does she not, why is she not okay with being her open, most true self to people? Because of her relationship with Crystal. She doesn't trust people. Yep. Yeah. And that's why like, ah, this was such a good payoff for this particular character. And it was one that I was not expecting or saw coming. And that's why I liked it so much. I didn't expect it to happen. It happened and it blew me away. So that's, that is my number one. Um, Are we doing Madison's number one now? I think mine's the same. I'll just go ahead and say it. All the reasons you said, I'm also blown away. Boom. Boom. Crystal death scene. Set. Do you have anything to expand on that? Nope. What would Madison say? 
Uh, Madison, she wrote, Misty exposing herself about the transmitter and then Crystal falling off the cliff. So, yeah, buzz, buzz, buzz. Triple buzz again. Triple buzz on the number one moment of the episode. We're killing it. Damn. What was Madison's buzz, buzz, buzz worthy performance? Because I think you and I both chose Tawny Cypress. Uh, Oh, that's a good question. So, yeah, Madison's... um, choice for buzz 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 is lauren ambrose nice her role uh her in this role as van just fits like a glove her acting opposite of tawny cypress just works all caps her character's history with you better work bitch work uh her character's (laughs) history with ty is so complex and unique and she just did an amazing job at reading into those emotions ah love 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 her can't wait for lauren ambrose as Van. Agreed. And then we both choose Tawny. Tawny Cypress. Incredible. And that's always great, right? Like this, this bastion of strength, but also intense vulnerability and fear. Um, and then she walks that line so well. And um, Jasmine Savoy Brown does a great job as well. But Tawny Cypress is just like this, this de- extra depth to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, incredible work. We great some, choices. We got some honeycombs. We got lots of honeycombs. Lots I, I kind of skipped there because that way you wouldn't have to keep Pulling up your Madison messages there. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm just trying to limit one device from you, you know? Thank you. I've got six. But let's go through our honeycombs. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to start us off. Four non-blondes. Great song. The best use of that song. There's been many in popular media. And I say, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on? Uh, since if eight. You know, that's one of the best songs to play on rock band. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> if you play rock band, that is a banger and will make any party better. Uh, always. Yeah. Always. But have you ever, did you ever watch since eight? No, I didn't watch since eight. I, I heard it was great though. That song plays a huge part of it. And, uh, such a good, uh, they use it twice. I think to, to great effect. Mwah. Great effect. I love that show. Any hoozle takes away, baby. What's the next one? Uh, well, I'm just going to, Lay out the DVDs slash cassette tapes that can be seen in Van's okay. store. Uh, now, there are a ton of them. I could not write down all of them because, A, some of them aren't in focus, so you can't tell what they are. But the ones I could tell, I'm going to rattle them. I'm just going to rattle all of these off. Okay? Rattle my dags. I'm going to rattle them dags. Saturday Night Fever. Mm. Welcome to the Dollhouse. Knocked Up. Road to Perdition. Great movie. Jarhead. I Am Legend, the Will Smith version. Bend It Like Beckham, Juno, Stepmom, The Fisher King, Man at War, TMNT, the animated Ninja Turtles movie. Of course. Bridesmaids, The Crow, Collateral, amazing movie. Daredevil, the Ben Affleck one. Brothers Grimm with Matt Damon. Happy Feet, Train Spotting, Footloose. Um, the, the kids, when they pick up, they're like, oh, these boxy things are movies. They pick up beaches which is a, sh- a movie that has been referenced many times in this show uh her uh gen z protege is returning party girl with parker posey um i'm seeing if there are any other ones that i wrote from her store there are not boom those are the ones that i saw excellent job my friend what about you well, Jay references a little movie by the Coen brothers called the big lebowski there's a beverage here man and he calls himself jesus don't fuck with the Jesus. That's, that's what he says. It's, he doesn't even like explain it at all. And I love that, which a lot of that movie takes place in a bowling alley. Big fan of that reference. It's a great movie. Steve. And you're right. There was more like Stranger Things, you know, you know the origin of this show, stuff to call out in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was fun. What else you got? Remaining 
in uh, Van's store, there are some uh, not VHS tapes, but there are um, uh, what do you call it? Knickknacks, action figures. Sure. There is a prominent Optimus Prime mask hanging up in the window. Bottle Bay. And as a Transformers nerd, I definitely appreciated this one. Uh, uh, relatively close to the Optimus Prime mask, like on a shelf, there was a Starscream figure, mm. but it wasn't just any Starscream figure. It was King Starscream from the 1987 animated uh, Transformers movie when briefly, very briefly, Starscream was the leader of the Decepticons and he fashioned himself a little <laughs> crown and cape because he's a little shit and I love him. <laughs> Sorry, I love Stars. He was my favorite uh, animated Transformers character because he's a he's a little bitch, and I love him. Just like you, just like me. <laughs> I'm often trying to usurp your power as host, like main host of the show. Whenever you're not in the room, I'm like, other members of streaming things, let's take over the show. And you fashion a little crown. Yeah, I do. <laughs> The best part, I, I'm Put sorry. On your headphones. The best part is when he becomes like King Starscream, he like ejects Megatron, who's like uh, 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 terminally uh, ill or wounded. Yeah. And before he like kicks him out of the ship into space, he goes, Goodbye, Megatron. And like gives him a little kick and goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Like petty. Yeah, it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'm guessing that doesn't work out for him. No, he. he he dies. Very, yeah, that was the movie that killed off a ton of named characters and made children all across the world cry. <laughs> including you. Yeah, including me. Bobble Bay. But there were also like, uh, uh, there, was, there was Act 2 popcorn. Do you remember Act 2 popcorn? Yeah. Uh, there was the rainbow um, plastic slinkies. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. They Classic. would always get like caught. And, like the rings wouldn't work very long. No. Because I like to stretch slinkies out. And if you do that. They don't work. Well, it's just like they wrap around each other in a really annoying way. Do you like plastic slinkies or metal ones? I'm a metal better? slinky You're guy. You're a metal slinky For guy? sure. I mean, is that even a question? It Who also prefers makes, plastic slinkies? The metal slinkies make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> plastic slinkies are for people who can't afford metal slinkies. <laughs> plastic slinkies <laughs> are for pores. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, my man? Um, uh, Van references high fidelity. I assume yeah. she means the John Cusack movie, uh, but she could also... Be talking about the Nick Hornby book, baby. She also mentioned Seinfeld in that Seinfeld, same. Yeah, yeah she's same like, breath. what's the deal with Ty coming over all the time? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors. Damn it, I'm so, it's because I'm angry. Right. It, um, name off a couple because I went through a ton. Uh, there's a French Connection reference yep. uh, with uh, Kevin and, and Jay and also a Murder, She Wrote reference in the mm-hmm. same area, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of them are just kind of, we've already talked about. So Staying Alive by Tropical Fuckstorm. I was going to say Bee Gees, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Mother Mis, by Danzig. Danzig, Les Mis, Phantom. There's a Sunset Boulevard poster, which is a fucking great movie by Billy Wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's from the 50s, not the 90s, but I just wanted to shout that out. There's also a Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Rosemary's Ooh. Baby poster. can be seen in the background. Rosemary's uh, Baby. Um, it's the 60s, right? Polanski? Yes, I think. 60s, I think. Yeah. Might be wrong. Maybe early 70s. Bueller is the 80s. Yeah, baby. But it's his day off, damn it. Uh, and then the song that you were talking about, I think the song that you're talking about at the bowling alley is a song called Big Mouth by Necklings. Does it start off with, fuck me? I, I'm unfamiliar with the song. I just wrote it down because that's what the captions pulled up when they started singing. I if think that song was a bonkers. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Fucking good show, man. What a good show. Good show. I blew out the mic. I keep doing that. Good show. 
Good show. Good show. Good show. <sighs> Email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, thank you to our patrons who already do so. You are the reason we're able to do this as often as we do or at all. Go to patreon.com slash streaming things to join that wonderful crew if you can. But you can support the show for free because we don't want we don't want you to stress out about money by rating and reviewing the show wherever you're listening to it. Uh, smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Oh. Tell all your friends about it. Share it. You know, do the shit, man. Do the yeah. shit because you're the shit. Yeah, you you're are awesome. The shit. And also, I don't know if we mentioned enough, uh, go to the merch store. We have a really sweet yellow jacket shirt or T-shirt that Chris is sporting right now. Look how cool that shirt is. It's awesome. It's really good. And we're also West selling, River Printing designed it yeah, on their own. They, they're killing it. They also designed a literal yellow jacket, which is styled like the coach's jackets in the show uh, that has uh, some of that same artwork. Buzz, buzz, it. buzz as well. It's awesome. And you can get both of them uh, right now. Do it now while we got this break, this hiatus. So when uh, the when when Yellow Jackets comes back in a couple you weeks, you can wear it. You're wearing it and watching the show. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter at StreamThingPod and Instagram at StreamingThingsPod official. Uh, that's it. That's all I got, guys. That's all the time we have for right now. I love you so much. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is streaming things happy streaming oh it's april fools everybody just kidding that was a couple days ago but in the month of april we've got some new patrons we want to give a shout out to because they are keeping the lights on for us over here at streaming things as well as many of you who have been patrons for a very long time so let's welcome these newcomers into our family our first one isn't technically new but he did upgrade his tier to the highest tier possible of the k Stu patron saint of streaming things and that is stanton valentino so thank you so much stanton uh we also want to welcome our brand new try before you deny producers wendy o'laughlin jason hawkins and matthew amerson thank you guys uh brand new to the marty b vip section we have aubrey carell Tyler Ashby, Alan Tomlinson, Kate Lampy, Joey Stewart, Terrence Sayer, Jesse Lay, Kashunya, Luke Dixon, Lena Anderson, and Huang Lei. Thank you guys so much. And our chocolate pudding producer sections, we got some brand newcomers. We got Crystal Wheatley, Katie, Anna Javinjo. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Uh, thank you to Bailey Patterson, Abby Christine Creations, Aaron, Bradley, California, Alex, The Average. I think you could be pretty great, Alex, not going to lie. Lauren Daly, Sarah Podber, Richard Humphrey, Sarah Rowe, Chris Williams, Stephanie, Jose Presidio, 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 Presidio. I'm pronouncing that way wrong. I'm so sorry, Jose. Uh, Melanie Dame, Katie G, Wade, Huggly Lo Huggy Loaf, I love that name, Huggy Loaf, and of course, the upside down Canuck. Um, what is an upside down Canuck? Is that like a, a mean Canadian? I don't know. Uh, and finally, our friends don't lie producers. We can't leave them hanging. We got to thank them as well. So thank you so much to Austin Sylvie, Sahiba, and Zaray Penna. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the show. We can't do it without you. And I hope you keep enjoying these episodes.